0: What's going on everybody and welcome to episode number three of Pittsburgh Baseball Now's very own podcast or for the diehard fans the Murfanko experience. Uh, unfortunately my big bear couldn't be with us today Murf dog. Um, he had some personal things going on so he couldn't join us for this interview that we have coming up here um, and we're very excited. Uh, this isn't a player or a coach interview. It's actually something a little different in the uh, something that hopefully you're interested in, because it's it's pretty cool, if, if I'm being honest. Um, and I'd like to introduce uh, the man of the hour, and that's Stephen Goody, uh, CEO of Pocket Radar. Stephen, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Cody. Thanks for uh, having me on.
0: Yeah, not a problem. So what I think everyone is interested in listening to this podcast is, um, you know, what exactly is Pocket Radar? Can you give us like a little synopsis of what your company is all about?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, for a little over a decade, we've uh, been selling our uh, a line of products called uh, Pocket Radars, various models. But basically, it started out as us as engineers and, and builders and creators deciding that, you know, th- there's a lot of sports teams and uh, they're using the traditional radar guns, the big guns, you know, that are, look like a pistol and they cost yeah. a lot of money and they're fragile and and we, uh, as engineers, we're always looking uh, on how to create uh, new solutions or improve solutions. So we noticed that, um, you know, those were sort of rarefied instruments that only the MLB teams could use or, you know, maybe very exp- expensive uh, training academies and such could afford them maybe. Uh, but we thought, gosh, if we can redesign these things and make them affordable to everyone, uh, we could sort of put this great instrument in the hands of high schools and teams and, and, and coaches everywhere and help more um, more athletes uh, in a larger way, um, you know, measure their progress for hitting and throwing. And, uh, you know, we, we pulled it off. It was a hard product, but now we've got a whole line of these products that are the size of a cell phone that fit in your pocket. And, um, and they're used now, after 11 years of doing this, they're used by everybody from all 30 MLB teams to, you know, even little league teams and everybody in between and most colleges. So across a lot of sports, not just baseball. So we that's, sort of reinvented the radar gun and democratized it, made it affordable
0: for everyone. That's awesome, man. And and I and now I get the pocket part of the radar. Literally it's, pocket radar. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, and I, I talked to I think someone from your PR department. We exchanged emails and things of that sort. Um, and my boss Alan Saunders forwarded it to me. Um, and it seemed like the pirates just Pittsburgh pirates just got into this, uh, new, uh, technology or system or something of that sort, um, and started using it either this year or last year. Um, do you have any information on that as it pertains to the pirates themselves?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, one of, uh, one of your folks, uh, Kevin, Kevin Roach at the pirates, he's their, their head videographer and he's the fellow that I've been working with over uh, years and there's, um, I met him a number of years back, Uh, love the guy. And, you know, he runs all the video stuff for all the coaches, for all the workouts, all the, they just do everything. Anything involving videos, those guys are involved with. And they use the, uh, a lot of these teams, including the Pirates, use use, uh, these high-speed cameras called Edgertronics. Uh, Edgertronic cameras are called Edgers. But they're basically these very expensive, high-frame rate cameras that all the pitchers are using to figure out how to throw that next great pitch. Doing pitch design, you know, it's these slow-mo cameras where you can, you know, they can look at literally how the fingers, you know, leave the ball on a pitch in slow mo, and they can figure out, you know, what to tweak and adjust when they want to, you know, have that perfect off-speed pitch or whatever they're trying to perfect or get a better spin rate. And we built a special version of our product called the uh, measurement system module that uh, plugs into these cameras. And Kevin was one of the first people to play with it and use it a few years ago. Uh, helped me even uh, sort of test the early versions of it. Uh, it allows the video guys to basically not have to literally push a button to fire these high-speed video cameras off every time a guy throws a pitch. It allows uh, this special radar module we built to basically trigger these high-speed video cameras to capture like a second of high-speed video as they release each fall. And then the video guys can go and do other, you know, important work while the system sort of triggers itself based on the radar speed. And, and then uh, it also puts the radar velocity right in the in the video clip for the coaches to look at or the players later. And so it's become quite the system for developing pitchers and hitters in some cases. So uh, it's what uh, what uh, the Pirates and a lot of other teams have been doing a lot of lately with high speed video and with radar measurements. So we were glad to be able to build a specialized product for the for the Pirates and for other teams. Um, you know, do something and save them a lot of time, uh, give right. them more data. So it was it was really fun to do it. I love Kevin. He's been uh, really a great sport and working with me and helping me test things. And we're going to do more, I'm sure, in the future. Uh, he's looking forward to other stuff we can build. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned Kevin Roach, because I think he's someone in the pirate system that not a lot of fans really know who he is or even have heard of the man. Um, and, and it's always nice to see those silent heroes actually ha- hear their name called um, mm-hmm. because there's a lot that goes into the sport of baseball. Uh, oh, it's yeah. not just see the ball, hit the ball, man. It, there's a lot of analytics. There's a lot of uh, you know, decision-making that needs to take place. You know, you have what, 2 tenths of a second to decide if you're going to swing at a pitch. So okay. it, there's, there's a lot of ins and outs that go with that. Um yeah. And that kind of, you know, segues into my next question, Um, you know, with the development of, you know, sabermetrics and analytics in the baseball game uh, you see a lot of pitching coaches and hitting coaches and just coaches in general um, kind of gear more towards that style of teaching. Um, And, you know, that there's a, there's a delicate balance that lays with old school teaching and the new school. Um, So where can your product or many products fall into that delicate balance of still trying to stay the old school method, but still using the new school techniques?
1: Yeah, that's a really fascinating question. I'm a technologist, you know, at heart. So I'm always faced with that philosophical question of just because you, <laughs> you can build something, should you build something? Right. And, and, you know, and if you do, uh is it is it used for good or for evil you know to be a little <laughs> bit. and i think all technology can be spoken of in that way and honestly as you well understand in in sports and baseball especially um the idea of you know your previous generation used to traditional methods you know i mean i love the movie like uh, there's so many movies uh, like uh like million dollar arm movie where you know there's a lot of other movies um like fastball and others where they're like, I don't need a radar gun. I can hear the pop of the glove. And and believe it or not, if you get good at looking at baseballs and radar guns, you can judge stuff with your eyes. You know, pretty yeah. easy, pretty pretty well. Um, so I look at I look at radar and and all this technology and all these data analytics they're using as um, like any tech where in the hands of a great coach, you know, that has a balanced approach to things. You know, it's almost like uh, I use an analogy of like when we go to school, right? It's like you know, you can look at somebody's test scores, their SATs, their grade point averages, and all these kinds of things. And if you only made, if you only evaluate a student or a person by what their test scores are, I mean, we all know that you have you're not doing any justice to that person in, in looking at the whole person. Uh, well, I think I think coaching a baseball player is sort of falls in the same same way. You can if you get carried away with analytics and you start looking at players only as numbers, you know, uh, you can be It can give you great insights, just like a test score can give you a lot of insights on a person's, you know, intellect in one dimension. Um, If you don't pay attention to all the other factors, you know, coachability, what their personality is like, you know, how they hold up under pressure, the psychology of the player, the leadership, it's the same with the coach. A coach is doing a lot more than interpreting numbers, and I think what I've seen, I got to work with thousands of coaches at all levels, and, you know, the very best ones incorporate a little... A little of all of it, some of the old school tradition, some of the intuitive sensibilities uh, a lot around coaching uh, that mash together a lot of things. And, and the best ones actually have embraced data analytics and used just enough of it to get new insights or to provide new motivations to players or show them they're making incremental progress or to uncover a, a hard to diagnose mechanics problem on that, with that pitcher or that hitter and to uncover how to fix it or how to yeah. develop that. Great curveball with a higher spin rate or something you know these are all you know it's it's an interesting mix, and if you go either side of it, you end up you know not being optimal right and uh and there's a lot of emotion involved right a lot there's a lot of people you know change is hard for a lot of people, and oh, so of course. when you you introduce uh <laughs> you know new digital software ways to coach people you're going to get a lot of pushback you know from people that are love it the old way and uh and so i think I think it's a uh, you know, it's like a lot of things in life, you got to sort of embrace change, you know, in a balanced way. You know, yeah. and I think this is no different. This is, uh, you know, you can, You, I, I think I'm always one about improvement and getting better and getting smarter. So I think it's about a measured, uh, measured way to embrace new stuff and to incorporate it into old methods to make everybody better. Uh, so um,
0: that, that's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've talked to, you know, uh, quite a few minor league players in in the three or four years that I've been, you know, covering baseball. Um, And and I always bring up the analytics question, you know, the sabermetrics and things of that sort. And I say, you know, in a way of like, do you find yourself getting lost in these advanced numbers and you find yourself... You know, looking too much into it. And, you know, does that affect your game? And quite a few say, yeah, I kind of get lost in the sauce kind of deal. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, how dangerous do you think that could be for a player to just go extreme one way and just base everything off of the analytics? You know, have you seen that in I- person, what that can do? yeah I mean it's almost like um I think I think as human beings,
1: you know if you apply a measurement to most people, you know what I mean of any kind, there's a danger right that you yeah. can become obsessed with getting your number to be better and and to your detriment detriment in a lot of cases because you become you lose focus of the big picture and you start to be obsessive about these numbers right yeah. and you can go down a rat hole you know like just trying to work about that that pitch velocity or that spin rate or that you know something about your body mechanics and and uh, I, I think that's where great coaching comes in is and management where you 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 realize many people will have the tendency especially competitive people you know especially if you're measuring uh, something competitive like how fast is your exit velocity to be and you know that if you can get to you know, over a hundred miles an hour, you can hit bombs all day long out of the stadium if you get your bat on the ball. You know, that's, a, that's one example. So you might be obsessed with trying to get to higher and higher exit velocities and lose sight of, you know, reading pitches or or having the right mindset for the game. And so I think it's 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 about having those people around you that if you go down those rat holes of obsession that someone could uh, like widen your view. Uh, because I think we do tend to want to measure ourselves constantly. And if you put a ruler to anything, you know, you're going to be like, you know, I, I want to throw it faster. I want to throw it harder. I want to I want to run farther, faster, and you know, and yeah. like I said, especially the competitive people. You you give any competitive person a major and they're going to want to, you know, like one up themselves or others, and uh, there's a danger there. So I think that's where you need that balanced perspective. You need someone to tap you on the shoulder and say hey you know let's back <laughs> off the numbers for a while you know let's right let's, right let's shut down the radar gun let's uh, let's do some <laughs> other drills you know and put it in your I've pocket heard of that. i've heard it yeah put it in your pocket put it away you know i've, <laughs> I've heard of people doing that of like you know let's not uh, let's not get the gun out because you know you're throwing to the gun now you're not throwing to develop your skills you're throwing to beat that number and that's not good
0: yeah so, yeah um and, and this is kind of like a, a personal uh Question and interest that I have um, just with the process that it takes to develop uh, these new instruments and and everything that goes into that. So let's kind of go on a little tour here of, you know, the startup, you, you started up the company and, and you come up with new creative ways to make things affordable for everybody and, you know, still have that uh, new shine on a product that's solid. Um, so what does it really take to develop a brand new product and to test it and, you know, how many years, how many people, what does that all take, man?
1: Yeah. The, you know, this is, you know, I've, I've, you know, was an, I'm an electrical engineer by training, you know, many years ago, 40 now, which is hard <laughs> to believe, uh, out of school. And, um, you know, I'm pretty much one of those builder at heart kind of guys and and so are my two partners. And, you know, so for us, you know, we spent our whole careers creating and building, you know, different kinds of products, and you know, different products require different levels of, uh, you know, capability and difficulty and resources, and so there's some really easy things to develop in electronics and software, uh, and there's some really difficult things, and turns out that radar is actually one of the hardest to do because, you know, if that's the, the the kind of engineering talent and 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 tools you need are usually found in the uh, you know. The companies that build, you know, military and aerospace systems, you know, spacecraft, uh, aviation, military jet aircraft, and, you know, these kinds of things. Um, It's an esoteric branch of electrical engineering, so you need, you know, really specialized equipment. Fortunately, my two partners and myself all come from Hewlett Packard Corporation back in the day. You know, there's a lot of history there, but they came from a part of the company that built – a lot of the instruments that are used by the aerospace and military industry to do all their designs for all their advanced systems. So it's sort of the rarefied knowledge area. And luckily, we had that knowledge. Uh, It takes that level of capability to design the radar. And, you know, we wanted to make it extra hard on ourselves. So we said, okay, you know, if you can imagine that stuff, usually very expensive equipment, you know, and and the old radar guns were very expensive, you know, 1000 to $2,000. And that was because the designs were done in such a way to make them expensive. So one of the extra challenges was to how can we make it high performance and have, you know, good or better specs than the current products, but yet make it, you know, a fraction of the cost. Our original model was like under a fifth of the cost of sort of the old style and it was oh, wow. more accurate. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that took, you know, a lot of years. We started dabbling in the idea like in 03, 04. It took us honestly about six years uh, with a small team, very small uh, to figure out if we can even do it. And we almost gave up part way through. We just couldn't get, you know, the fight was to get enough range, you know, on the baseball. So you can stand behind any backstop at any, any diamond at any game, at any level. Uh, and, uh, you know, get the the hand out, the ball out of the pitcher's hand. And that, that range turns out to be the hardest part of the system is to get enough range. Uh, so you can read that ball far away. Yeah. Um, so it took, a it took, uh, a lot of time and a lot of special effort, we even got some patents out of it because in the process of, tr- of almost giving up because it was too hard of a problem to optimize all those variables to make it low cost and high performance, yeah. uh, we, we had to invent sort of a new way to do radar inside the circuits and the software. Uh, and we got some patents out of that uh, after we finally persevered through the hard part. <laughs> Uh, and found a new way to do a few of the things uh, that allows allowed us to shrink it down into that pocket sized device uh so it was probably one of the most technically challenging uh, engineering problems in my career and my partners as well uh (laughs) so you know quite a few years quite a few guys and it takes it takes you know millions of dollars of equipment you know and system stuff and knowledge to to do it uh because um Uh, you know, I don't want to get into the nerdy electronics part of it, but, you know, these runs, these run at radio frequencies that are like, you know, 10 times higher frequency than your Wi-Fi stuff. So what that means in terms of design work is it means it's harder and harder to measure the signals. You know, these signals are, um, are, you have to use instruments to look at what you built and say, well, is it working? You know, it's like having sort of a microscope to look at something. In our case, it's, Using boxes that can measure the signals coming out of the radar and seeing if they're doing the right things, and uh, it turns out it's really difficult to measure signals at those high frequencies. So we had to have specialized equipment. So yeah, it was really hard. But you know, as engineers, that's what we we, we thrive on that hard problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah, this was definitely not for the faint of heart in terms of engineering. This isn't <laughs> this isn't your hobbyist kind of activity. This is sort of as hard <laughs> as it gets in electrical engineering. About it's about the top of the mountain, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now, with any you know company that is ex- successful as yours, you know, you said you have all major league teams using your products and things of that sort. Where do you go from here, per se? You know, what is like the end goal or ultimate goal, or do you even have one? Yeah, we
1: we founded this company for a little bit different reason. I mean, you know, most people found the company because they have a dream about owning a company and, you know, going IPO, getting rich or something like that. And, you know, we're all started this pretty late in our careers, almost like our final chapter uh, you know, and it was for sort of a bigger mission, you know, sort of like, well, you know, we want to create a place where a lot of great people can do a lot of innovation and a lot of design work create products that make a difference in people's lives uh, and yeah, you have to make money to run a company. So that's like having well, the yeah. blood for the body, right? You got <laughs> to make money. Yeah, uh, But so, but it wasn't the number one goal. It was like the number two requirement. Okay. Make money while you're having fun, make money while you're making a difference. And so generally it's a little unorthodox. We, we said, you know, can we put something into the world that uh, actually allows people to achieve, achieve their dreams, you know? Uh, and You know, there's branches of our technology that are used for things like uh, law enforcement and traffic safety and keeping people safe. So saving, literally saving lives as well. So, you know, this really is, you know, sort of a philosophical point, right, about, you know, can we build stuff, have a hell of a time building it and stuff. We're going to keep innovating forever because sports technology is exploding right now, as you probably know, all the systems that are out there in the major league teams and all the way down to amateur teams there's just an amazing amount of technology being created for sports uh, development and for scouting and recruiting. Uh, so there is plenty for us to keep building. And we're, we're an innovation company, we, we thrive off of building more. So uh, sort of two goals here, you know, keep building amazing stuff to benefit, you know, all these athletes out there and others in society. Uh, and, democratize this stuff that's a theme here for us we really don't want to make a, this about a rarefied system that only mlb teams can afford you know there's parents that own these you know in their backyard during the pandemic we had youth players in high school you know trying to get to college that you know we uh, had our product and got recruited to college teams uh that's, you know and awesome. even the major league guys got signed uh in fact what's that guy's last name uh is little was 105 mile an hour do you see that guy i forgot what round he was in but uh, 105 mile an hour pitches were measured on our product. Yeah. And he was he was seen a lot remote through that video system we, ba- we built, you know, the smart coach product. Or one, of our, one of our radars has an app. And so that's an example of, of giving uh, advantage to people. And we want to make it as affordable as possible so that eventually we'd love to have anybody that needs equipment like this that wants it, that wants to develop or be seen, uh, our, our goal ultimately would be to democratize this down to the lowest level. And so anybody that can, ha- can want it could have it. And yeah, so there's a bigger, there is a bigger purpose behind it, actually. And we want to have fun building stuff, too.
0: That's awesome. That's there's a lot
1: more to come. I mean, a lot more to come.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you, and and I kind of wanted to get into that a little bit. I know you can't give all the details away because you're the mad scientist here and you can't give away your secrets, man. <laughs> but, no. you know, it, well, there's a general. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, man. You're good. This is this is your show today because like what you're saying yeah. is amazing stuff. And I'm like, my mind's blowing here. Um, but, you know, there were – i I've been to a couple minor league games and, and I see like there's something attached to the end of bats. And oh, yeah. I talked to some players and they said, you know, that measures the uh, launch angle, exit velocity, and things of that sort. Do you guys have a product similar to that? Um or do you have one? That's what I'm well, really curious about.
1: That, you know, you're talking about that that class of product that uh, is called a bat sensor, you know, or for lack of a better way to say it. And there's yeah. a handful of companies that make these things. Uh, they're they're one of the many examples of cool technology that's shown up to help players and coaches. And it, it hooks to a bat. And basically what it does is it measures the 3d motion of that bat in pretty accurate resolution so you can look at everything about that bat when you hit a ball you can look at your swing plane or what you know the angle the bat's being swung at you can look at the barrel speed of the bat which is different than the exit speed of the ball i mean most people don't know they say throw around things like bat speed and stuff like that and you know little factoid if people don't know it people throw those numbers those names around interchangeably um just like a, a here's a here's a little bit of evidence so at the major league level, when you're swinging a bat, that barrel, uh, say it's swinging at, you know, 90 miles an hour, um, the ball on a well-hit ball, say it's going to be like a home run where you get a really good connect on the ball, uh, you're, that ball speed is going to lead that bat at like 20, 25% faster than that barrel speed. So, yeah. you know, a 90 mile an hour bat speed you know, probably equates to something in a, over 100 miles an hour on the ball. That's the ball exit velocity. Our product, the radar gun, measures that ball accurately. You know, the bat sensors measure things about the bat. They don't really measure exit velocity on the ball. You know, some of them have apps that they, you know, will say will measure it, but it's not a very accurate measurement. You know, it's, it's yeah. not the, the technology is centered on the bat. So it does a good job of measuring the bat barrel and all the movement planes of the bat. Uh, a perfect combo for the best coaches is to take a, a radar gun like ours, measure your exit velocity on the ball, measure your bat parameters. Then a good coach can tell, tell a hitter, know what to correct and they might say things like you know well your your swing plane's good you're meeting the pitch coming in you know you want to have a swing plane that sort of lines up to the downward slope of the pitch so you have a higher probability of connecting you can see whether you're at peak barrel velocity you know when you make contact you know sometimes timing's a big deal if you're too too early too late you know, get as much of that bat energy onto the ball you're leaving something on the table all these kinds of sophisticated insights uh are the kind of thing that, that coaches nowadays if they're really uh, on their game they can use the bat sensors and the radar guys like ours to actually really diagnose down to a uh, sort of a science you know what's going on with this swing and this hit and um help a player and then you get into body worn gear as well like things like k-vest you know that is being used by a lot of the major league teams um I'm on the advisory board of OnBaseU that works with a lot of the major league teams in sort of analyzing body mechanics, among other things. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, it's becoming a very sophisticated uh, set of tools, and the BAT sensors are one of many tools in the toolbox that a sophisticated coach will use. Uh, The flip side of that is down at the amateur level. This stuff can be purchased down at the amateur level, but I'll be honest with you, you know, very few people down at the lower levels really know how to uh, take advantage of that information those devices create you know, they become more of a novelty and I pull people all the time about what they use. And, you know, if you have the average volunteer coach dad, you know, the lower levels, you know, <laughs> uh, they really, you know, aren't, aren't armed with the knowledge they need to take advantage of these tools, even though they can afford to buy them, they really aren't getting the most of it. You talk to a, uh, you know, major league coach though, you know, working and then, you know, they know what they're doing and uh minor league coach for that matter. So, um, you know, that that's one of the big opportunities out there, honestly, is to, get that education coming downward so that everybody can benefit from what everybody at the big leagues, the minor leagues. know. they all, the knowledge is all up up there and coolly, the technology is all affordable at every level. Now. I mean, pretty much you can afford it. If you can buy a bat and a glove, you can afford some of this tech, And um, so, but the knowledge is missing and that's the big, I think the future is going to hold something. that's going to be really cool. You're going to see that rarefied knowledge at the top eventually make its way downward. Uh, you know, into the ranks of of everybody from the average player and their and their parent, you know, uh, uh, to every average coach, and that's going to that's going to make a huge profound change because the tech is ready. But honestly, people are really confused because of all the tech in the market. It's hitting the market so hard that yeah. you know people that that don't do this for a living at the highest level are just confused by the the, the tsunami of. New tech coming out at the amateur level, and they just their heads are spinning, just going, ah, "I don't know how to use all this stuff," you know. <laughs> and, um, so that's the downside of tech too. You know, when you get a big wave of technology hitting anything, uh, there's a very big period of confusion, you know, until people sort of learn how to use it, uh, or better tech comes out where it's just implicitly easy to use. And we live by that term beat a lot. We say, "Look at." As engineers, we got to make it like invisible and super easy. If we make it really complicated, no one's going to use it. Right, Uh, right. So that's another thing you can use engineering for is making things simple to use. I mean, look at an iPhone. You know, an iPhone is uh, when it came out in 07 was a beautiful example of how to make something that's extremely complicated, really naturally intuitive to use.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. I have one myself.
1: (laughs) There you go. You're not alone there, are you? Uh, Um so you know that that's I think a good challenge for technologists is how do you take advanced technology and make it very usable so more people can benefit
0: from it yeah it's it's kind of like the uh the kiss method keep it simple stupid in in, in a way that's exactly
1: you, right, yeah, exactly right that's why our yeah. radar guns have one button one big button in the center you know it's like <laughs> it's like it's one button and there's not a lot you need to learn to use it right um you know if only. So if,
0: if only my dad had something like that because he calls me all the time saying how the hell do I do this or that uh with his phone so you need to invent oh, one yeah. big button for my father and I will be greatly big appreciative <laughs> and
1: that, that's generational I have to say it you know it's it's uh I watched my daughter compared to me and I'm a technologist and she makes me, uh, just freak out because she goes and grabs new technology. And in like 10 seconds, she's figured it out. I'm like <laughs> methodically going through it. Well, let's be careful here. She's like, Yeah, <laughs> just do it. You know, she's doing it. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like an idiot. And then you go older generations and it's like, you know, forget it, you know, app <laughs> on a phone. No, no. Where's so, the old rotary. <laughs> you know, give me the, the rotary phone and the touch tone, you know? And, uh, With with Siri, I'm talking to my phone now to dial, you know, it's (laughs) like, so, um, so, you know, that, and that's, as you well understand, that's, that's generational and as technology flies ahead, you know, you know, a lot of it's going to be only for the young <laughs> at some point.
0: <laughs> I, I, I definitely feel that. And, and I, I have one, you know, final question. I don't even know if you're able to answer this as of yet, because you said there's a lot of things uh, to come for your company. Um, and obviously with me covering the Pirates specifically, and you mentioned Kevin Roach, have you been in talks with Kevin Roach recently on new products or things of that sort that they could, you know, utilize soon?
1: Yeah, I mean I mean an area that's very obvious and I can I, I can definitely talk about is whether it's MLB teams or, or or even uh technologies applied at other levels of baseball. Um integration is a big play nowadays and and, and you can see that MLB teams are hiring staffs of, you know, software engineers, you know, the, yeah. the teams with the big budgets are like <laughs> supercomputers and armies of programmers. And, you know, it's, they're becoming like tech companies in themselves, right. Trying yeah. to build software and systems to do, you know, how, to tell them how to pick, do their draft choices, to how to do uh, game strategies, you know, development strategies. It's, so it's getting extremely high tech and maybe too fast in some cases as you Probably heard of certain stories within teams <laughs> yeah. but um so to that end uh with kevin and other people we're constantly talking about well what pieces of technology can we build to work with other pieces of technology that, either that you're already using or that other technology companies are starting to build as well so that whole integration idea in fact we're now integrating a lot of our stuff with streaming video systems for example where know you can put speed velocities not just that product i mentioned earlier for those special cameras but you know you know even technology that runs on you know cheaper cameras uh so integration more metrics more measurements going into more systems where more companies are going to get together and and put stuff together to make um you know more powerful systems or custom things for mlb teams where they're the software guys are saying you know if you build this widget or that widget. know that measures velocity then we'll put it into our software platforms working with our other systems for analytics and and then we'll be able to do all kinds of analysis the data so you're just sort of crawling upwards in terms of like you see in all kinds of tech lots of companies starting to work together and i look at it in terms of solutions because at at the end of the day whether you're an mlb coach or a videographer or a a volunteer dad uh you've got to say Well, I want a solution to make me hit better or to make me uh, pick the right player for my roster, you know, or, you know, on my team. And so it's really about, you know, what problems it solves for me at the end of the day. It's -hmm. not just for the technology's sake. So we're trying to, you know, contribute more and more in those domains to make those problem solutions get solved, uh, you know, to come up with those solutions and solve those problems. And uh, so that's why I love talking to people on all these teams. Uh, about well, what do you want next, you know, what, what's your next problem, and I hear all day long about what they'd like to do, and I know we can do some of that stuff for them, too, uh, and you hear about their problems they have with current technology, like, well, we like this tech, but boy, you know, it's, it's a challenge to use, or it's more difficult than it should be, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, the camera's a great example. I mean, it was a very simple problem. I have to have a person that is actually pushing a button to capture those high-speed clips. Yeah. Well. I sure wish this would run automatically. Well, there, there we go. That was the problem. We built the solution with Edutronic together. The two companies came together. We did the solution, and it made their lives easier. You know, and it solved a little problem, which was labor. You know, they didn't have to do that, uh, and it integrated speeds into the videos, which is another problem. The data was where you wanted it. So I think that's a general way to sort of illustrate that there's a lot more of that going to be created among companies working together. It's sort of like you know how to how do we join forces to Create much better solutions that solve much bigger problems. Uh, so there's going to be plenty of opportunity there for us and other companies to keep building these components and these pieces of solutions, or in some cases, the total solutions. Um, and it's just in sports tech is sort of new. You know, it's technology in sports has come pretty late compared to where it showed up in other places. Yeah. There's lots of other industries where it's been here forever, um, and it's sort of neat to see it emerge here you know, where it's traditionally not had a lot of tech in it, but over the last five to 10 years, you know, it's just exploding. And, uh, and it hasn't even just, it hasn't even, uh, it hasn't even begun. You start to see like training tools like Win Reality, where they're doing virtual reality goggles to learn you how to, you know, improve your reaction times as the hitter, you know, read the pitch better. You know, this, that's this is pretty, pretty high tech stuff. You know? Yeah. Uh, and that's just sort of, you know, like I said, the beginning. I think you're going to see a lot more. I think in 10 years you won't even recognize how players at every level train and how coaches make decisions and how teams use strategy with technology and data. Uh, I think you're just going to it's not going to be unrecognizable in a decade. Uh you'll look yeah. back and go, how did we ever live without this stuff? And I'm sure there's going to be trips and falls along the way. You know, and lots <laughs> of some learning, you know, as there always is when you rush to technology. There's of always more. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, and people get overexcited and you know, overdo it, you know, hallway yeah. with every tech. Uh and uh but yeah, I as an engineer and a creator, this excites me because um, there's so much that we can uh, keep doing.
0: Yeah, but- and that that's that's pretty cool, man. The fact that you're yeah. like you're helping people and, and- a way that people might not notice it and you you know further careers in a way oh yeah you know which is incredible because i talked about those unsung heroes that are never mentioned and it's like you will be in the history just not name mentioned and and that's and i, I don't know is that humbling for you you, you know yeah like- i mean that's i'm fine with that i don't need the glory
1: you know i i just want to make a difference and have fun doing it i had someone tell me the other day and i i you know it was they know our product. We're in our company very well. And they're working with us on some integration things. And uh, the guy said, I hadn't even thought of this. The guy said to me, he goes, he goes, if you look at pitch philosophies today, and where they were compared to like a decade ago when you started your company, he goes, it's no coincidence that your company coexisted with the improvement of those speeds. Not that we did it single-handedly, but he, I had never thought of that. He said, I know. That those velocities are a little bit higher today because your product existed because it gave another tool to all these great pitching coaches out there and these athletes that were striving to throw faster throw harder or throw with more control you know there's there's another part of this isn't about speed it's about off-speed pitch control and that's one of the things i learned not being a baseball coach from coaches yeah, got laughed at by one, not laughed at, but smiled at when I said, Are you gonna use our radar gun to measure your fastballs? The guy just chuckled. He goes, I know what all my pitchers throw. He goes, I use it to train them how to throw their off-speed pitches in the perfect velocity range with tight control so they get more strikeouts, you know, yeah. and deception, deceiving the pitchers as they do sequencing from fastball to off-speed pitch. Yeah. You know, there's there's if you control your off-speed pitch better in velocity, you actually the saber metrics and stats show that you will get a higher strikeout percentages and so that was an awakening to me uh, of, of how you apply this stuff. So, um, you know, I look at all that and I just go, you know, wow, this is, um, this is an example of how when this guy told me we changed the game and, and contributed to this higher performance of all all pitchers. Uh, I just hadn't thought of it that way but I, I guess he, he's right to some extent if you really you need the tools to actually assess the performance of pitchers and yeah. we made one that you know there's so many people use now out there that I guess we contributed in some way for all those pitching coaches out there and all those athletes that were trying to achieve a better mechanics to throw faster you know how did they measure themselves with a radar gun you yeah. know and, and and how do they know they achieved their goal to get recruited or to get on that team or whatever to get get on that roster and. Um, yeah, by measuring themselves at some point. So never thought of it that way. But I guess we somehow added to the elevation of the sport. If you consider, you know, p- faster pitching and elevation, which some yeah. people will debate you on, right? <laughs> but uh, um, People love it. And the game's a lot more exciting because of those faster velocities. Um so you know, I guess we added to it somehow, you know it made a difference and, and raised the sport uh, and, and I, ne- I like I said never thought of that, but this guy was convinced that we were a material a material part of it, a relevant part of it over the last decade uh, awesome. because of how we democratized the the access to the equipment and uh, and so yeah. and because it, it matters when you 're coming up right where it matters is when you 're coming up through your your high really school right? History, yeah right from yeah. junior high school through high school schools is where all the development happens for those elite guys and you know, and the the guys that are throwing 100 miles an hour today, I guarantee you those guys were being measured when they were 13 to 14, you know, as they were learning mechanics and they were working with great pitching coaches that knew how to use these tools to develop the that extra bit of uh, biomechanical efficiency, yeah. you know, to, to get the extra out of it. And uh, so that that was sort of humbling, actually, because I hadn't really <laughs> thought of it. That's,
0: um, but uh, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Exit and... velocity, too.
1: Home runs people are training to exit velocity now they never used to 6 7 years ago i never heard a coach at the amateur ranks talking about training to exit velocity now everybody is evaluated by exit velocity coming up yeah and uh, and if you're off the mark you figure out how to change it and you know early hopefully if you got a good coach or measuring you can go hey man you you know you've got to get 5 10 miles an hour in exit velocity if you're going to hit any home runs yeah. you know what I mean you yeah. can over 90 miles an hour and uh, so that's another area that I think hitting a uh, performance has improved because of the measurements as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you're, and I tell you what, man, a, a lot of pirates nation listening to this podcast are, are going to know who Steven Goody is now, because like <laughs> you, you definitely are changing the game and that's, and that's just my 26 year old man's opinion who just graduated college, nothing else. So if anything you have my respect and the listeners to this podcast respect and I can't thank you enough, like I said, for joining this podcast and it it was a great show, man. And I I hope you have a great week and year or whatever, man. It's been amazing. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you, Cody. I I actually love sharing the knowledge with folks because you heard it earlier. If there's any dads out there that are, are, are Pirates fans that have, you know, young, young, young people coming up, you know, it's, it's learning about these kinds of technologies that they can also use, you know, to help, help their, their young guy coming up in baseball or, or, or even daughters you know coming up it's like this is a tool that anybody can use and so that's a part of what I enjoy spreading the spreading knowledge to make the technology less less scary to folks and, and to know that you know something anybody can access this stuff so I, I, I anytime you want to talk more technology I'm, I'm glad to do it so I had fun and I always love it and I appreciate you having me on
0: not a problem man I hope you have a good night man thank you very much yeah, you too take care all right later there you have it folks Stephen Goody of Pocket Radar and I don't know about you, but my mind exploded with all of that knowledge that he gave. And, you know, we we always talk about, you know, the Sabre metrics and, and the advanced stats, you know, exit velocity, pitch velocity, all, all the good things that come with baseball nowadays and people talk about nowadays, at least. Um, and, and it's pretty cool to see from, you know, that perspective, an engineer's perspective of, what goes into making this technology to make players better as you know, he pointed out the measurements and I don't know, it it was, it was just cool. And I I don't know. I feel a little weird because my big bear ain't here. Murph dog. I know you're listening to this, man. I I hope your day went better. Um, I know you're going through some stuff right now, but it's all good. It's all love, man. Love you, brother. And I can't wait to have you back on the show. We can talk some more baseball And folks listening out there, I appreciate the hell out of you. Um, I I know this is a brand new startup podcast. You know, I was part of Pirates Unrestricted and that didn't go so well. Let's just go with that. And, you know, now we have the Murfanko Experience or Pittsburgh Baseball Now podcast, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't care. I'm just having fun and Murf Dog's having fun. And I, I hope that this podcast gave you know, a little bit of a break from just the regular player or coach interview. And and you got a chance to see some insights on the, you know, the technology that's out there. You know, if you understand the technology, maybe you can start to go with the technology and start to embrace it um, as he said, but there's also a balance, you know, old school statistics are always going to be a part of the game. And so are the new school now. So you got to I don't know Reese's peanut butter cups, chocolate and peanut butter, man, you get, they go together. Well, it's just how you apply them. Right. And damn, I want some Reese's peanut butter cups. Now I hate myself for doing that, but folks that is going to do it for episode number three of the Murfanko experience, Pittsburgh baseball now podcast, whatever. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I'm just gonna do a little bit of uh you know self-promotion because I could definitely use the follows on Twitter. Please, please, please follow me at my main account at tankpatanko013. That's P-O-T-A-N-K-O-0-13. Or you could do what the cool cats do and follow Murfanko Experience. That is at M-U-R-P-H A-N-K-O-Experience. Um, it was pirates unrestricted. Uh, for a while, and I just changed it because, like I said, had a bit of a falling out with Pirates Unrestricted. Um, or, you know, you could follow my man, my big bear, Murph Dog at double underscore Murphy88. I would definitely appreciate it if you did that. And guys make sure to like, rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Still waiting on Apple to get back at me. Not on there quite yet, but Spotify's up and running and all the other little podcast sites. So, when I post the links, be sure to click and subscribe and listen and give me your feedback because how the hell can I make this a better show if you don't tell me how? So guys, with that being said, I love you very much. Have a good day and most importantly, Let's go, box. <music>